0: Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. And today is Wednesday, February the 20th of 2019. <clears throat> this is episode 81. Wow, 81. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot of podcasts. When I started this off, I had no idea that I would record this many. I had no no idea that I would continue doing it. Um It's been an interesting exercise in what potential can accomplish. Um, Every once in a while, I look at numbers and I'm kind of curious about what things are doing and how things are trending. And if anybody's even listening to this, because, you know, there's times where I even question, all right, why am I even doing this? I mean, why? Why did I get started? Why was what was the thing that drove me? You know, and I'm asked that question a lot by other people, uh, people that I had no idea even listens to me or even gives a crap. And uh, for those of you who are out there that do, I really appreciate it and thank you for your input. Um, You know, in some weird way, I think I started because I had things I wanted to talk about, things that were important to me, and things that I felt like were conversations that needed to happen between people. And I thought, okay, well, I know enough about some subjects I want to talk about that I can go ahead and get it out there and speak about it in a confident manner and at least express my ideas and hopefully share the ideas with each of you. And somewhere in there, maybe cause some discourse and some conversation, and it has. It's created quite a bit of conversation, which I like. I mean, I, I think that people often are afraid to bounce ideas off of each other, and it is entirely important that we share our beliefs and our ideas and our fears because let's face it our fears are what then turn into anger you know it's the whole star wars thing fear leads to hate hate leads to anger anger leads to the dark side of the force well not to be so ominous but there's some truth in that i mean there's some real truth in that you know if somebody cuts you off in traffic and you get angry and you yell at them you're angry because you're afraid you're angry because you realize, hey this idiot almost caused an accident, or, you know, I almost got in an accident because I wasn't paying attention. Either way, it translates into fear, and you outwardly project into anger. And I wanted people to have more of a civil discourse and more of a civil conversation, and I think that still can happen. I think that we can still do that. Um, a good example for that is Joe Rogan's podcast, and I know I talk about Joe a lot and you guys are probably sick and tired of me talking about Joe, but I still have I still have interest. I mean, <clears throat> this is the stuff I heard podcast so let me let me catch up to speed, okay? So, episode 1246 of the Joe Rogan Experience is the pot debate with Alex Berenson and Dr. Michael Hart. These guys um uh, these guys are very interesting fellows. Um Alex Barrison is a former reporter for the New York Times and author of several thriller novels and a book on corporate finance filings. His new books, Tell Your Children the Truth About Marijuana, Mental Illness and Violence, is available via Amazon. And <clears throat> his wife is a clinical forensics physician, and I guess he hears a lot about her cases and then wanted to write a book about it. Uh, The other guest is Dr. Michael Hart. He's the founder and medical director of Ready to Go Clinic, a medical cannabis clinic in London, Ontario, Canada. Um, These guys have opposing views on THC and marijuana use and how it relates to helping people or hurting people. And it's a very intelligent conversation. And I got to give it up to Joe because he, he is honest about some of the realizations and truths that he's learning um you know he's quick to say you know hey i used to think this now i think this which is what a lot of people have a hard time doing a lot of people find the stance that they want to stand on their little soapbox and they preach on it and they harp on it and they say this is where i stand and if you don't stand on this side you're wrong and i don't yeah, you know you see this crap on Facebook, like, if you believe this, just unfriend me. Just stop following me. Don't even comment. And I'm like, okay, well, <clears throat> I can kind of see where you're at because you don't want to have a conversation. You just want to have a voice. And that's the interesting thing. I mean, that's it's the funny thing about social media. You want to have a voice, but you don't necessarily want the conversation. And to be honest, a lot of us feel that way. I mean, a lot of us have... Things that we feel are important to say, and yet no one can give us feedback or when they do it's not the feedback we anticipated or even want. I got in a pretty heated debate one time with a guy that was a classmate of mine on facebook uh We got in a very a very heated argument about whether or not um, whether or not it was okay for gays to be allowed to marry and you know, I, I kind of wanted to side out the fact that we went to school with some people who identified as gay and who grew up to be gay and their couple, you know, and they're couples and they're happy and they're healthy and they're in a good relationship. And <clears throat> I said to him, I said, you know, what if one of your kids came to you and said, Hey dad, by the way, you know, I'm I'm gay. And I, and I, I was afraid to tell you because you're so angry about it. And you know, I kind of presented it to him. I said, if it was your own child who you love unconditionally, are you then going to say that there's a condition of your love and are you then going to say that I can't love you because of this? You know, I can't help but think of the fact that that if these people here in the South who claim that they're God-fearing, God-following people say that they believe 100% in everything the Bible tells them and they don't, seem to grasp the love thy neighbor as thyself and the fact that God said he created him all all in his image. Okay, where in there is the distinction of saying, I like you, but I don't, but you don't belong? Where is the part where, you know, if if you believe that there are two things, Adam and Eve, and they begot everything else, by the way, begot means they just keep having sex with everything else because that's how you get more people from just two people. Um, let, that, let that spin through your head for a little bit and imagine the fact that they had children and so on and so forth, okay? So let's take that and then let's take the, the idea that somewhere along the way two girls decided they fell in love or two guys decided they fell in love. Now, here's the question. Is that, a, is that something for us to interject or is that something for us to learn to love? I mean, it's a debate. It's a it's a good conversation for people to have who want to have a debate about, I guess, morality and I guess whether or not they feel it's right. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm watching a movie and two dudes are kissing, I'm kind of like, ooh. If I see two girls are kissing, I'm like, hey. That's a bias. It, it's a personal bias that I have of growing up as a kid born in 74. Okay? Just me. Now, Kids that are born today will see that, and they probably won't think it's a big deal, because they they it's learned as more acceptable. When I was growing up, it was seen as not acceptable, even though I knew some people growing up who were gay, obviously gay, and who grew up to be gay as adults. And yet, in a way, I sort of had, you know, religious yet hippie type parents who believed that hey, you don't know what those people are going through; you haven't walked a mile in their shoes. How about you just learn to love the person first, and then you dictate whether you how you feel about them later once you learn about who they are? and that's the thing that a lot of people forget. you know we we are quick to point out our differences, but we're not quick to realize our similarities. We have a lot more similarities than people realize, and you know these two guys are very heated in their discussion on Joe Rogan's podcast. They're very heated about their their passionate beliefs and their side of the issue. And Joe is very honest about the fact that he's sort of on the side of cannabis use, but also leery of the fact that, you know, the human brain is not fully developed until you're 25. And if you have tendencies for schizophrenia, that that THC cannabis use could be very harmful to you. If you have schizophrenia that runs in your family genetically, it could cause you to have a psychopathic break. And that's information that's not out there, but that's information that should be talked about. I mean... We are living in a time where these things are going to become legal because of the way of, let's just face it, money. Let's call it money. It's money. Um, money dictates things, okay, which is interesting. I mean, you know, we could have a time where we say, hey, I believe in this, and I don't think we should do that, but at the end of the day, we have bills to pay. We all have bills to pay. Even the government has bills to pay. As long as there's people out there looking for a handout, they got to figure out how to make money so that they can pay for those handouts. You know, we live in a society right now that is pushing more and more towards, so, towards socialism of, you know, God, we are one of the wealthiest countries in the world, and we are, and we should be giving more to people who need it, and we should. But we're also people who believe in exclusivity, exclusivity and going, well, hey, I'm fighting for my piece of the pie. Why don't I give, give you my piece of the pie when I got my piece of the pie? I'm fighting hard for my piece of the pie, and you're just sitting around playing Xbox eating Cheetos. There's some arguments for that as well. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those hardworking people that's out there. You know, this past Monday I worked close to 17 hours, okay? I wasn't thrilled about that. But it had to be done. It was a job that had to be done. Now, was it the right thing to do? Was it the right scenario? No, there's a lot of factors that come into play with that. But it's what the job is. And I hear these people all the time about talking about how you should be in love with what you do every minute of the day. And I'm like, you're so full of crap. You don't have to be in love with what you do every day. You have to do whatever it is you have to do as a job to pay the bills. Because it's it's how this world works. You, you know, money isn't everything, but money, but not having money... Becomes everything. If you don't have it, you need it. And we live in a society where you can't get by just because you self-identify as a zebra and feel like you should be able to live in a palatial mansion. No one's going to care about that because at the end of the day, the bills are due, and you got to pay the bills. Okay. So I can't I can't seem to understand why there's such a large group of people who just seem to want to get by on nothing, to just do nothing, to be nothing. And listen, I, I'm not preaching to out of out of school here. I'm preaching to, like, my own kids. I got kids that are like this, who just believe that things are supposed to be handed to them. And it's probably my fault. It's probably because I fought hard to give them everything that they could possibly ask for. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any of the answers. This is the Stuff I Heard podcast. It's not the stuff that's real and and absolute and follow my truths because my truths are the best truths. They're not. They're just my truths. They're the things that I believe. But, you know, I feel like there needs to be a conversation more. I feel like there needs to be more of a back and forth with people. And it's just not happening. Uh, I have invited a few people to be on the podcast, and I'm hoping that reaching out to them will bring them in. If they come on, they're going to be pretty exciting. I do have an interesting development coming up that I kind of want to talk about. Um, Many of you know me personally, and you follow me on YouTube and that kind of stuff. And uh, about, was it eight years ago? Yeah, about eight years ago, I started a YouTube channel. Now, my dad had a YouTube channel for a bit longer than me. I think he started in 2006 and I started like 2011, something like that. And <clears throat> a long time ago, 2011, we were having a discussion about the fact that my dad has old cars and fixes up old cars and was looking to get a new old car and he had his eyeballs on some on a 1955 Ford Country Sedan station wagon. Um and in that discussion, he said, I'm thinking about selling this 1964 AMC Rambler. And I liked the Rambler. I thought the Rambler was pretty far out and pretty hot roddish and, and cool. And and I don't know why, but I just I found myself saying out loud, how much do you want for it? And he said, why? And I said, well, I, I kind of dig the old car. And he's like, really? And I said, yeah. He's like, huh. Okay. He said, well, let me think about it, and I'll call you back. I said, Okay. So he called me back a while later, and he says, I'll tell you what. He says, you come up here to Maine. I live in South Carolina, by the way. He says, you come up here in Maine, and, uh, and it's yours. You can drive it home. And I was like, well, cool. And, you know, I suddenly got excited about the fact that I got this cool hot rod, and, you know, it does need a little bit of work here and there, but, man, that's a cool hot rod to have, and I can drive it, and I can have fun with it, and I can you know, sport around with it, and, and maybe, you know, maybe start doing some YouTube stuff. So I got I got an opportunity to, to make an account, and I think my first videos are me get talking about it and getting off the plane in Maine and, and talking to Dad and having a conversation with Dad about it where he talks on camera about the fact that he's given me the 1964 AMC Rambler, and I make videos with my phone. I had an iPhone 4 at the time. I made videos. If you go on YouTube and look me up, you'll see it on there. I made videos along my way of driving back from Maine to South Carolina nineteen straight hours and I got home and I thought, okay, now what? <laughs> but I had this cool hot rod that belonged to my dad and and dad talked about the fact that that his first video that he ever made on YouTube was setting the um setting the valves, resetting the valves on the um on the Rambler, and he's like, you know, this this whole thing started with that car for me and for you, and I said, yeah, you're right, and over the years, I've shot a lot of videos of doing things to the car, I've sanded the car down, I've stripped paint away, I've repaired some rust with Bondo and and welded up some metal, and I have uh, gotten the headlights working correctly, they were not, one of them was not working at all. Uh, Dad helped me. Um, when I rewired the car, I screwed up some wiring and he helped me figure out what was wrong. And And it was all teachable moments and it was all recorded on video and it was all done with YouTube. And And you, if you guys watched this along the way, you got to see a lot of those videos in the progress. And, you know, I, I tinkered around with uh, redoing a light switch and putting locks on the door so that I could you know, leave it out in public here without anybody breaking into it and And, um, you know, I painted the thing, I painted it red, white, and blue. I painted flames on it, for goodness sake. I took it to a car shows and, and I even won an award one time with it. Everybody said it was a really cool looking hot rod. And I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I really have. Um, but I've been praying about this thing for a little bit, you know, and, and, and I, called dad up and i said hey listen you know i've enjoyed this car immensely i really have and i feel like it's time for a change and he's like what do you mean and i said well i'm i'm seriously considering selling the car i said but uh more than anything i kind of want to see if you would want it back and he's like really i said yeah he goes said, "Well, i'm i'm happy to hear you say that i was actually thinking man i sure wish i hadn't had not give that to Josh or if he would, if he's looking to sell it, I'd like to buy it back from him. He's like, how much you want for it? I said, I'm I'm just going to give it back to you. You gave it to me. I'm going to give it back to you. And you know, I could hear the elation in his voice and he sounded like a little kid. He was all excited and I can tell that his brain's already just spinning out of control of the stuff he wants to do to it and, and with it. And you know, I, I was like, I want to do another project, but I can't do it with the space that I have. Because if I do another project, then i got to kick my wife's car out of the garage, and I'm never going to hear the end of that. If i got two cars in the garage and both of them are projects, ugh, that'll never, ever, ever be able to be lived down. But if that's not in the garage and I take on a project, then it's not so much a big deal because she's already used to something sitting next to her car in the garage. and As long as she can park in the garage, she said, I don't care what you do as long as I can still park in the garage. So that being said... Um dad and I have agreed on a time and he's going to come to Florence and he's going to pick up the car and take it with him. And we'll make some videos kind of playing around with it and waving me waving goodbye and that kind of thing and it's not going to be goodbye forever. It's not going to be you know, hey, the rambler goes off into the sunset and we never see her again cuz it's going to pop up on dad's videos and you're going to get to see it on his videos and Watch him have a good time with it, and he's going to be like, oh, this is just the coolest. I get to have this car back, and, man, look at us go, and ain't this cool. And, and you know, it, it may not be the end of it there. It may come back to me one day. Who knows? Who knows? And I may start another project, and you'll get to see me start another project, and I'll get to use the information that Dad taught me and move forward with it. You know, if this is all supposed to be so that I could learn, then it's done its job I mean, Dad made a comment. He said, everything on this car can be fixed. Everything on here you can do with with help and with very little instruction, and there's all kind of stuff on the Internet to help you. And he was right. It had a small black Chevy in it, and uh, he made a comment. He said, I've rebuilt a small block Chevy in a Walmart parking lot one time. It can be done. I can probably talk you through how to do it on the phone. He said, you know, this these are easy to work on for me. Now, it was, it was important that he said for me. Because he's right. For him, it's not that hard. For me personally, it's it's a it's a monumental task that I haven't undertaken yet. So obviously, it's it seems like it's harder to do than it is. I'm sure. But it's like anything else. You if you unless you do something, it seems like it's overwhelming. Once you do it, you go, oh, that wasn't so bad. It'd be like if I told somebody, hey, you could start a podcast, and they go, how? I got no idea how to do that. Here I am doing it. Like, if somebody wanted to start one, I could probably tell you how to do it. I even made them videos in the beginning showing you how to do this. Um, but it's just a matter of doing it. You know, you don't know how to do anything till you do it. So, there's that. So, Dad's on the way uh, soon. I'm not going to tell you when. Soon. We'll say soon. <clears throat> and, uh, you know... Maybe I'll convince him to get on here and and be a guest on the podcast and kind of talk about this a little more so that you guys can kind of have some some fun listening to him. Because he's a hoot, you know? But in the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, it's cold and it's rainy and it's kind of taken it's toll on us uh physically and mentally because when it's cold and rainy you can't seem to get dry and you never seem to get warm i mean i'm in the house now with the heat on and i got a shirt on and an overshirt and and it's like a quilted overshirt so it's like flannel on the inside and double insulated and that kind of stuff and and um and i'm chilly i'm chilly cuz i worked outside the last couple of days and, you know, it's just one of those things where you you can't quite shake it off for a while. But, I mean, you know, if you work outside, it's like that in the wintertime. And if you work outside in the summertime, you can't seem to get cool. It's just a condition of being conditioned to work outside. I realize that. I get that. You know. And um, today, we had some guys come out and install a new garage door. Our old garage door was originally put on when we built this house 11 years ago, and there was nothing wrong with the door other than the fact that it was the cheapest door they made at the time. And with it being the cheapest door they made, it was also extremely loud whenever anybody would open or close it. Now, if you can imagine how many times a garage door opens and closes in a day, it's pretty loud throughout the whole house. I mean, I could be in the bedroom and hear the garage door. We have one of those chain driven motors and that kind of thing. Well, <clears throat> a little over a month ago, our motor died and we had been talking about replacing the motor anyway with something quieter and maybe going into a belt drive. Belt drives are a bit quieter. So we were looking into that. And in the process, you know, my wife kind of mentioned, Hey, why don't we go ahead and replace the garage door too? Um, maybe we can find something a little prettier, a little newer, a little nicer. And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm down with that. It's not a bad idea. And uh, so I went and doing some research, and and in the process of looking at them, I realized that the only way you're going to get them quieter uh, is to have insulation on the inside. Now, there's a difference in the R rating when you're looking at insulation. The higher the R rating, the better the insulation. Well, they sell one that's a 3,000. Um, it's a Optima 3,000, has an R rating of 19.2, which is extremely high. That basically means that since we have a, a room above the garage, that if we can insulate that room a little bit better, that door especially, since before it was just 10, now it's insulated. Whenever it's extremely hot outside, it should not be extremely hot in the garage. That should protect the elements a little bit from getting in that room, which then affects the room above it. And of course, you know there's a door there that leads into the laundry room and thusly into the kitchen and the return unit is right there. So, you know, when you're dealing with the summertime heat, it'll help keep some of the hotter out in the winter time. When you're dealing with the really cold, it'll keep some of that cold air out. So I went with the R rating of 19.2 and they came and installed it today and it made the whole door quieter. It's a much quieter door now. I like it. I like it a lot. Jenny, um, It's got little glass windows at the top, which I got tinted and it's supposed to have a sundial decoration on it, which they didn't have with them. They actually left it at the warehouse. The guy told me he's going to go back and get it and come back and snap it on. And it should just look lovely once they get it all done. And I'll put some videos on YouTube once that's all done. I'm just waiting on the guy to get back with the little sun design and put it on there. But once that's done, you know, it's, it's going to look nice. Um, so that's going on. Uh, I saw on the news or on, tw- on Twitter that Netflix has canceled several shows. There's been a discussion for a while now going on that, that I've talked about this before, that Disney's going to have its own Netflix type platform. I think they're going to call it Disney plus and on it, they're going to have their own shows and they've bought Marvel. So of course, all the Marvel stuff that Netflix had is going to move over to Disney plus allegedly, allegedly. There's debate on whether or not they're going to continue this stuff or if they're going to reboot it and start over with new characters. My fear is that they're going to make it more PG and less edgy. You know, my one of my biggest shows that I enjoy watching is Daredevil and The Punisher. And if they if they nerf those down, it's really going to make a difference in the way the show looks and feels. And it's going to it's going to affect the quality, it really is. And I hope they don't do that. But they've canceled both shows for Netflix. They've said, "All right, this is it. We're done." Uh, Jessica Jones has got the season three coming out soon because it's already been shot. They will release it, but after that, there's no more Jessica Jones either. So, I'm hoping Disney will take the ball and run with this and realize that there's a lot of fans that'll continue watching this stuff if they bring it back up. Um, I understand if they want to reboot things with with new people, but you know, just keep the same element of excitement, edginess to these characters. I mean, you got three characters that are, I would say, on the verge of R-rated. You know, definitely the Punisher's R-rated. Jessica Jones and Daredevil are, should be R-rated. Um, Luke Cage doesn't need to be. I mean, let's face it, the bullets can bounce off of him and he can smash people. And that can be, that can be done PG. Iron Fist, they could just stop doing Iron Fist. I don't care about Iron Fist at all. I mean, I really don't. I know people out there, or some that are like, oh, I love Iron Fist. Yeah, you're a small percentage, trust me, because most people I talk to can't stand old Danny Rand. But I'm a little sad about the Punisher being gone. Um, I am happy that they got two seasons worth out of it, and I really enjoyed the the main guy that that played Frank Castle. I mean, that was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see a guy with that much rage and trying to do the right thing for the right reason and yet still kill people. I mean, you know, it's sort of the, he's sort of the, the guy that gets revenge that you look forward to seeing enter the screen because you're like, oh, the bad guys are going to get it now. You know, one of those kind of deals. And it's not like, you know, other superhero shows where they just go Pam, wow, bang and lock them up and and then they get out later and they have to fight them again. This guy, you know, He kills people to the point that you can like John Wick style count the number of bodies and it's pretty entertaining, but anywho, I feel like I should wrap this up. I've talked for about 30 minutes. That's enough for you guys. That's enough for me. I mean, you know, I say sometimes I have ideas of what I want to talk about and I just run with it. Well, I didn't have any idea what I was going to talk about this time. I just talked. And I hope it's okay with you guys. I mean, you know, part of the fact that 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 this is just natural should appeal to some people. I mean, that's how conversations start, right? You just keep talking and something comes up. Well, if you're talking by yourself, you have to be the driving force, the narration, and the creativity all in one bundle. All in one fun little bundle. You think that'd say that about me? Oh, there's Josh, that fun little bundle. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Anyway, uh, appreciate you guys hanging in there with me and, um, you know, shout out to, uh, to anybody who wants to be on, uh, hit me up, let me know, even if you've been on before, let me know. Uh, I'm open for conversation. I am watching the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. It's pretty good so far, four episodes in. I'll talk about, I'll talk more about that once I finish it. Until then, you guys take care and please remember to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your friends. All right. Take care now. Bye.